0: I think that's the best part i always say that about the hobby is people you know um definitely 100 percent. hello everybody welcome to episode 11 of mealy stocks happy thanksgiving week to everybody out there in the interwebs what an awesome awesome time uh to be with family and friends happy thanksgiving week to everybody from myself and everybody else at the Mealy Pop Shop here in Gainesville, Florida, as well as the Slab Stocks Network. As you guys know, we are part of the Slab Stocks Network Mealy Socks Episode 11. Let's get into it today. I am thankful for cards, and I'm going to get into that with you guys in just a moment. But before we get into this episode this week, I want to call your attention to one really cool thing that is going on in our shop. And I know a lot of you out there may be itching for some sales. So, here it is. Our Black Friday Mealy Pop sale is this week. So, for those of you in the Gainesville, North Florida area, come on in. We have a crazy sale. We'll have to follow COVID guidelines, and we will, of course, pay attention to all those things with minimum folks in the shop and whatnot. But uh, we also do have an online special for all of those who, of you who cannot make it to our store. And uh, you can go on our website, MealyPops.com, and you can check out... Um, All the things that we got going on, things that are on sale. uh, And you will actually get triple Mealy Bucks. Triple Mealy Bucks, which is uh, rewards points for when you sign up through the account. And we'll be doing that on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So you can buy stuff on our website, get triple rewards points for our Black Friday weekend sale. So it's usually just uh, uh, you you get one Mealy Buck for every buck you spend. Now you're going to get three. So go check it out. Thankful for you guys out there. Thank you so much. Let's get into uh, this week's episode. So before I get started into this, I want to say one thing, and the caveat of this is cards are not the most important thing in the world, and I know a lot of you out there have had a crazy, tumultuous year. Um, It has been a very, very tough year for many people, Uh, and for those of you who may even have uh, gotten sick or lost loved ones, let me just say cards are at the very bottom of the scale when it comes to Thanksgiving this week. So I don't want to put light on Thanksgiving by saying all these things about cards and how thankful I am for them, because I do recognize there's a lot of things happening out there. Uh, be safe out there to all of you. But as I say that, um, I think I, maybe it could be a little bit of a, a distraction for some people, and put things, some things into perspective for the, uh, those of us who are in the hobby, because I think we forget sometimes how incredible this year has actually been for sports cards, uh, Pokemon cards, gaming cards, things of that nature. So I thought what I would do is do a little episode and share with you guys maybe three, four, five different types of things that I've noticed and why I am thankful for cards uh, this year, 2020, as many of you know. I know for, for those of you out there who may have card shops or do this as a business as a side thing or do the internet thing or your breakers or whatever you may do, it's been very hard for us to say to people how great cards have been because of our environment, because of our surroundings. But I think this is kind of a safe place for us all to kind of get together and just say, you know what? We have been blessed. It is a awesome year and we have been very thankful for that. So without further ado, let me get into some reasons why I'm thankful this Thanksgiving week uh, for cards, which I think a lot of you will hopefully resonate with. So here's the first thing that I, I brought up is that the popularity of sports cards and the hobby in general is back. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you you have been living under a rock because Sports cards have been on almost every major platform, every news network that I've seen, every media outlet from Yahoo to the Wall Street Journal to local news channels to TMZ. Um, and it has been just simply everywhere when we, when it comes to uh, people paying attention again to the hobby, people uh, being uh, just the idea of the popularity of cards coming back and just how excited people are regarding sports cards, Pokemon cards, and those kind of things, Uh, collecting again, building sets, getting hits, breaking, uh, flipping cards, all of that in the umbrella of the hobby. It's back, and I think that's something we can be very thankful for for many years. I mean, the popularity of the market was very niche, and and a lot of people, uh, I mean, it, it wasn't as exciting as it is now. I think that it's become very, very exciting market, very cool for people to come into the card shops, go into the shows, and we'll get into it in a little bit here on that, but uh, just in a very exciting time. So the popularity of the, of the sports card world is back and the hobby is back in, in a very strong way. Really this year it's, it's kind of hit its peak. And 18, we started to see it. And 19 started rolling. That avalanche really grew into what it is now in 2020. So I know some of you can resonate in that. Uh, some of your friends have gotten into cards. People who you play fantasy with have gotten into cards. People who you play flag football with. Uh, maybe your son's uh, daughter's baseball or softball team. You've gotten those parents involved. Maybe those kids have gotten involved. It's exciting. It's, it's a cool thing to see. The popularity of sports cards is back like we've seen from the 90s. And 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 that's just, that could be the whole reason today for this whole episode is just how in- encouraging it's been to see people get back into cards, ripping packs, talking about it all the time. And I just love it. I love seeing it in the shop. I love seeing people and uh, what's going on there. All right, second thing that I want to bring up outside of the return of it is I think that the community, and when I say the community, I mean the hobby in general, the people who collect, the people who are in this, the people on the Instagrams and the YouTubes and the breaking and the card shops and the Facebook and the Twitter and the TikTok, the social media platform, uh, the the card shows uh, that, we, that we see uh, has been as strong as ever. I know the Dallas Card Show was just a couple weeks ago and I didn't get a chance to go but I talked to so many people about it and let me tell you something that I that I heard which I thought was really really cool is I asked so many different people I've been asking and they said oh, the Dallas card show is incredible it was awesome it was dope it was sick yeah 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 and I say well why right and I ask them that question why and usually when I say that at a card show it's I've made a lot of money and I bought a lot of things now I did get those answers of course but the third thing that I heard that I've not really heard ever is that Man, it was great networking and seeing people and meeting people. A lot like you hear about the National. Now, again, the Dallas Card Show was a kind of a microcosm of that. Um, but it was super cool to just hear people excited for cards, but more importantly, I think excited to see people, meet people that they've gotten to know in this community, and the, the strength that is in it to trade, to swap, to save cards for people. I mean, that is so cool. That's what this is about. That's what I've grown and loved from being a Cardinals fan as a little boy to collecting Ozzie Smith cards and, and my buddy saving them for me, and I saved him. You know, uh, Ryan Sandberg cards. I mean, you know, the Cubs, but uh, <laughs> but uh, just those kinds of things, which I think are so crucial to this hobby in general. So the community is strong as ever. I've seen it. You guys see on the boards. I've made friends internationally, nationally, in the state, outside the state. Um, I make friends with people who are breakers, who own shops, who don't own shops, who are just, you know, getting into the hobby the first time, and just got in the shop, maybe they're following an investment invite, or whatever. There's so many ways to meet people now, and the community is growing Um, in really an exponential way, which I think is awesome. Um, I will say this. I do see sometimes the negativity of people who say, it's really mine. I want the hobby to be mine. And this is how I collect. And this is how I handle the hobby. And then because somebody does the hobby a different way than you do, you're upset at that. And I think that's really selfish, man. I think check yourself on that. And I'm I'm not, even if it's somebody who's making money in the hobby, just watch people. There's an excitement that's come back. And just because they don't collect or buy or sell or trade like you do doesn't mean they can't be a part of this hobby. And I think that that's just another way to be thankful for is just the community that has grown, the niche that has even gotten much bigger, and people are really, really enjoying it. And I I think that's the best part. I always say that about the hobby is people, you know, Um, definitely, 100%. So think about that. The community, if you've watched it, is as strong as ever. Um, I go on Instagram once in a while at night. We have uh, an account, Shop Mealy Pops. You guys follow Slap Stocks as well on there Um, and all the different channels Slap Stocks has. But think about how many times you can go live and watch lives and interact with people in the hobby. It used to be one or two or three or four people doing this. Now it's hundreds of people every night and new people coming into it, which I love. And I think that's a uh, very important part of, of seeing this hobby grow and the vitality uh, to what we have in the hobby. So I think the community is as strong as ever. All right. Third thing that I want to talk about why I'm thankful uh, for cards is I think graded cards are getting, you know, serious, serious love PSA. And we've talked about this last week. If you watched episode nine and 10 uh, PSA uh, being the, the kind of the top of the mountain, you have BGS and SGC and, and CGC as well, who were, we're starting to see an appreciation for good condition cards with objective values. OBJ, not SUBJ. Objective, not subjective values. And I think this is actually very important. A lot of people don't know, back in the 90s and the 80s, when card shows were hot and cards were in a boom, there was no element of of clarity and transparency and integrity to the card market. You know how many times people come in my shop with vintage cards from the '70s, '80s, and '90s that are raw. Their dad bought it back at a card show, and I look at it, and the card's stinking trimmed, or the cards uh, been altered. There's a mark on it, or whatever. And 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 there was that element back in that time when there was a lot of shadiness going on. JSA, PSA, DNA. Uh, BAS another element with autograph authentication which we can talk about as well in the future with future episodes those things have awesome, have opened up the world as well because we start to see um, fake autographs being sold all the time in the 80s and 90s and now we have kind of this element of authentication and gradient cards and I think it's awesome that we have a serious love. we have you know I was watching Kendrick Perkins on ESPN the other day talking about his PSA collection and why he buys PSA I was I was seeing uh, just other people, you know, get other other celebrities and influence people who are getting into grading and why they're getting into grading. Um, so there's some serious love for that. And I think that is a, is a good thing as we start to s- put serial numbers on, on slabs, as we start to s- start to see um, the condition of these cards, the objectification of these cards, where we can understand why they are what they are. And I know there's always going to be variants in that, but at least we have that where we didn't have that before to this mass effect. So there's a huge element of, of serious just love for graded cards. And I I can appreciate that as a card shop owner, um, the objectivity of that. Um, You see it more and more and more. People are getting into grading. um, And I think people are are collecting and buying graded slabs at a a bigger rate. Think about this for a second. The demand is so massive right now for graded cards that the grading companies are months and years behind. Now, I know they have their problems. I need to fix that, right? But think about that. I mean we've never really seen this before where the the demand has been this high that the supply can't meet it and it's 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 really cool to think that that people are that Uh, hungry and craved for cards that it's grown that quickly. So something to keep in mind. I think that's something to put in the back of your mind. I know we get on the other negative trains very easy in the hobby. Don't do that. Think about that and and how popular cards have come and how uh, graded cards are really getting kind of the love that they deserve. I I just remember two, three, four, five years ago, I wasn't really wanting to grade some cards because I'm thinking, man, this could get a 10, but it's probably not going to be worth that much. You never say that anymore, right? If you get a PSA 10 or a BGS 9.5 or BGS 10, the cards have serious value and they, they're tradable and you can get so much more out of your cards now. So I think that's a cool thing. And for those of you who have taken care of your cards, you're being rewarded for that sense as well. You've stored them, you've kept them, you've bought smart cards, you've measured cards. You're going to be rewarded for that in the hobby. And I think that's a that's an added bonus. So I think that's a, that's a uh, element that I, I I've, uh, I've been impressed with and I'm thankful for as well. Alright, so this next one, and I want to be careful with how I I bring this one up, but I think this is just another element of why I'm thankful for cards this year, which is that pro players in the NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL, soccer, um, and other elements, right? Celebrities and social media influencers are very, very big on sports cards. They've made it cool again. and I don't want to say sports cards have never really been cool because I, I know for me, I've enjoyed it. And I think the idea of something being cool or, or hip or dope or whatever is in the eye of the beholder. I, I, I'm a very much a, um, an individual in that. I think that if you think something's cool, man, run with it. Be, be about yourself and do those kinds of things. But I think from a, a, a general, like a global standpoint, I'm starting to see more and more of these people who have a massive following, massive influence, pro players. Look at basketball this year. CJ McCollum we've seen, Serge Ibaka, Kendrick Perkins I brought up, uh, Giannis signing his cards, uh, putting things out there on his Instagram, even LeBron talking about RPAs when his, his RPA out of 23 sold exquisite. So many players, I could keep going on with that list, um, but so many players, just that's just NBA, getting into cards. You know, there's baseball players now who are breaking in stadiums right now and uh, breaking on their channels and whatnot. There's uh, football players who are getting into cards. Um it's it's really really cool to just see this that this interaction and something for me as a shop owner that I'm starting to realize is because we're getting more players involved right celebrities involved even influencers involved that puts us in the hobby even that much closer to these people um, it gives us the element to now feel like we can uh, talk with watch a break with trade with sell to uh, people who are on the field that we watch and play and have cards, uh, celebrities out in, in, in the public, and even influencers on social media who have massive followings who are um, promoting this hobby in a massive, massive way to a younger audience. So these are some some really, really awesome elements to, to, to what I've seen and be thankful for um, in, in the idea of, of celebrities and, and pro players bringing this to a new generation, bringing it to people who have no idea about cards or did not really understand the idea of collecting cards and uh, I, I think that's a cool, another another reason to be thankful uh, in this business for sure. So uh, lastly, I'll leave you with this and then I'll close up uh, uh, this this week's episode, episode 11. But lastly, the accessibility to cards is incredible. And what I mean by that is in 2020, and, and we've come really a long way, the ability now to have access to cards, to break cards, to open cards, to buy cards, to... Um, get an idea on a card, what you know, the condition of cards, um, to complete our sets, to build our PCs, all the elements that that come into accessibility, uh, wherever you are in the world, has grown tremendously. So the accessibility, I'm thankful seeing how people build their collections. You know, one thing that got me back was forums. Thanks, shout out to Blowout Forums and back in the day sports card forum. Uh, That was a way for me to get back into it. The internet was kind of becoming this place where cards really could be traded uh and, and you didn't really have that 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 worry of losing or getting uh you know you know screwed on cards um where that you can trade and and, and buy and sell and we know with ebay and comm and uh all these things that we're seeing now on the different social media platforms what a what a cool thing that anybody has access to cards right uh, you can probably find anybody to break cards that you like buy cards from you like and, and if you don't have a spot, come check us out MealyPops.com, but finding a shop's website, finding a wholesaler, uh, finding a breaker, um, getting supplies, getting getting custom supplies, I mean, who ever heard of people making custom supplies for cards, it's an awesome thing when you pull those DECA triple threads or those massive booklets, you know, these things are so cool what's happening very quickly perfect fits and making cards look really, really nice. Specialty holders, breakers getting box cutters uh, with their names on it, right? I mean, it's just, it's such a cool thing that the accessibility now and the branding that we're seeing uh, in the hobby. And I am very, very thankful to see that as well. So hopefully you guys see that I'm a little passionate about this and I'm excited for uh, what 2020 has brought. I just brought up a few things. I did not bring them all up, but these are just five things that I'm thankful for, for cards and just the whole market in general, the hobby. Uh, feel free in the in the comments to go uh, type in some things you're thankful for. I know sometimes on the interwebs we see so much negativity. Uh, let's put some things out there that we actually are thankful for this year. Maybe you want to be thankful for an awesome uh, hit that you got, an awesome trade that you made. Maybe even a, a big flip that you made through a grading or just a, a, something in general a card you found. Uh, maybe people that you found, accounts to follow. I mean, we need to celebrate this, people. Seriously, and so I'm thankful for so much of you guys. Thankful for the all you local card shop people here in Gainesville, Florida, that have helped us grow. And I'm tremendously thankful for the online community and the people that have helped us grow on different platforms. I know Aaron and the crew with Slab Stocks are just just dope. That how they've grown so quickly, and it is just a sweet time to be thankful for when there's so much else going on in the world. Take a step back and realize how awesome we've had it in this card world, uh, really for the last uh, last year. Um, I think that's about it for the for the, for this show. We'll start. We'll meet back next week. Join us every Wednesday for Mealy stocks. Really quick before I finish, a couple releases that I'm excited about this week. Uh, Thanksgiving week, one-on-one basketball from Panini. It's kind of like the one Panini one uh, football product that's come out, but it's a one-on-one basketball product. It's a it's a really really cool product. I think the cards are going to look really really awesome. Uh, if you've seen some of the the uniqueness to them, the acetate designs and the slab car or the uh, encased cards. So Panini One-on-One Basketball, that releases uh, Wednesday, I think. Tops Chrome Black Baseball, I think that's also a Wednesday or Friday release this week. What a cool, cool uh, concept. Uh, it's a kind of a, a hit-driven product, not a very big—there's um, uh, there's fewer cards in each box. But a u- really, really cool design. Go check out Tops Chrome Black. I think that'll do really well. And uh, we have—I uh, think it's Bundesliga Museum Soccer comes out this week. If you haven't been paying attention soccer stuff— Holland and those guys, at Fati, those guys are just being crazy in terms of the card world. Um, I know I'm missing some things. Bowman Draft, first edition, also coming out this week. Another really exciting release. And um, I'll check my book really quick here. I have my little book with all my releases. I'm missing one more. It is, let's see here. Dun, 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 nah. Oh, Impeccable Football. How could I forget? That comes out Wednesday, I think, as well. 2020 Panini Impeccable Football. So a lot of cool releases. A lot of cool things going on. Happy Thanksgiving. Celebrate with your family. Check out our our MealyPops.com, Black Friday, or come and visit us to check out our sales Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Until I see you next week, see ya!